When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And hey to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. It's a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, things that go bump in the night. And it's primarily a comedy podcast about friends uh, for people who are very scared by things. Who don't like to be scared, but who like to be scared. That's very true. And Anna, we have a true delight of a guest today. We do. A dear old friend. Tell us. You might know her as a stand-up, incredibly funny person on Twitter. It's Alex Song. Hello. Alex. Alex, we're thrilled to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to see both of you. Has anyone ever told you you have a really great podcast voice? Oh, well, what do you mean? I, just a very just a very calm, rich voice. Well, thank That's you. It's pleasant to listen to. Oh, yeah. Wait, now I'm hearing... I've known Alex for a very long time, and I'm now <laughs> but hearing you, you in ear But have you heard me through cans. a mic? <laughs> it's an emotional, spiritual experience on the par with my aunt going to Medjugorje with her church group. It feels <laughs> like... Well, I'd heard all about this, but now that I'm here, I'm crying. Wait, what is that? I don't know. Oh, it's a it's a holy site in Eastern Europe somewhere where yeah, the Virgin so. Mary appeared in like a puddle, I think. And now people bring home little bottles of holy water. From oh, there. okay. And I'll have to go to fully understand what you're describing. I right think now. it will mean absolutely nothing to you. If you <laughs> okay. I love pilgrimages. God. And the, the soft crunching sounds today are brought to you by Ladybird Dresden, my dog. She's here. She's crunching on a snack that we can do a 20 question style game to figure out what it is. Yeah, my my greatest clue is that I was shocked because I thought Anna was handing Lady Bird a giant Kit Kat bar. (laughs) I was very concerned. It is, in fact, a part of an animal. It's not the penis, (laughs) which I think makes it worse. I know because bully sticks. That's penis. Oh, it stinks very badly. I'm very sorry. I've not noticed that. I haven't noticed either. I stepped in a horrible puddle, and it might be that. It's the microphone. (laughs) Sorry. Uh. Oh, it's no. a microphone. <laughs> the no. sounds Cut of Anna's stepping. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> um, so, listeners, I know we are on potentially the eve of a pandemic, yeah. uh, but we're not going to focus on those spooky things. We're going to focus on spooky things that we shouldn't really find spooky because they're make believe. Yes, uh, Alex, you didn't. You were not aware of these books, correct? No, I. The first I'd heard of them was probably from your podcast. Wow. Wow. I yeah. wonder, and you are from Canada, is that correct? I am correct? from Canada, yeah. Exotic. I wonder if there is like a divide there. Like I wonder if those I books know. were as available in Canada. It's possible, but I also just have a lot of blind spots. <laughs> <laughs> what are your other cultural blind spots? Uh, 
a lot of things. I uh, In fifth grade, I was just thinking about this recently, but we had yearbooks for the first time, and we had to write what our favorite movie was, and I hadn't really seen movies. <laughs> oh, just <laughs> movies. <laughs> so, uh, what did you put? I put, uh, fitting for the podcast, I guess, I put uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, my <laughs> Um, oh my god! Specifically, the the 2003 remake oh, with yeah. Jessica Biel, which I still I have not seen any of the <laughs> Chainsaw franchise to this day. You haven't wow. seen that movie? It was just <laughs> available and out. Oh my yeah, god. I was like, maybe this one. This will be my favorite That's movie. So right, it was funny. Jessica Biel. I saw that movie at Universal Studios oh, wow. while I was at Halloween Horror Nights. What a weird horror! Why were we at Halloween Horror Nights, which is like a Halloween event, and then we we're like, let's see a movie. Was it like City Walk? Yes, it was City oh, Walk. Wow. Yeah, really. Wait, messed as me a up. child or an adult? I think I was fourteen. I was in eighth oh, grade. Um, I went with my. I went with people who were cooler than I was. You. Oh. That, this is what happens. You go. With with cool people to yeah. a movie, and then it's the scary movie. Yes, uh, I had this happen with The Ring. Yeah, that and that's the thing. So it was all very. It was like um, four very cool friends. I was an odd person out. Clearly, there was some like eighth grade kind of hooky up things happening, and then I was just there to enjoy the scares. <laughs> just a bunch of eighth grade hooky ups. <laughs> And then tell me about the backstory. And I think I, a moment where I was like, I am in way over my head is that uh, at one point someone took out a water bottle and it had a, a permanent marker star on the cap. And they were like, <gasps> you know why? And I was like, why? And they were like, there's vodka in that. But oh. I don't think any of us touched it or drank. It was just like I people wanted know to why. know it was there. <laughs> just to hold it. Yeah. And I really do. Like occasionally uh, th- we would hold it at different times. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah. Were you rebellious at all, Alex? Were you the star cap girl, or uh, <laughs> were you Andrew? <laughs> I st- I started rebelling a little more in in high school, but not um, not in that way. I yeah. guess just like failing out of school was my way to rebel. <laughs> and that is the punkest thing of all. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah, all the way out. What, um, what were your? Um, were there any spooky things that you liked as a kid? Oh, I I was very scared of most things as a kid but i was uh trying to remember there was this one show i watched all the time in canada um and it would always start with uh this is a true story it happened to a friend of a friend of mine oh. um and i uh i remember one episode was like uh you know how there's never a 13th floor i don't know if that's yeah. as much yes. here it's it yeah, is no, that, thing. Yeah, okay. i think in newer buildings it is coming back because oh, we're okay. all Godless millennial. But. <laughs> yeah, if you believed in God, you wouldn't have a 13th floor in your building. Yeah, and that's what why they called the Bible the Bible. <laughs> and so uh, there's an episode where this kid goes to in search of the 13th floor <gasps> in a building, and then he gets trapped there. Oh. Um, and I looked up what uh, what this show would have been called because I like could not remember. I googled it right before coming, and it's just called Freaky Stories. Wow. <laughs> See, it's the there's something so refreshingly Canadian about that to me, which is like ours, it's too busy. Like, are you afraid of the dark was our version of that thing. It's a yeah. whole sentence. Instead, it's, it's just like, let's get to it. These are freaky stories. Are They're freaky, freaky stories. stories. We are a smaller country in population, but much larger in landmass. Yeah. We just have to be clear with one another because we live so far away from each other. Yeah, communicating's harder because you're yelling more. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I watched a little bit of an episode, uh, today and it's like, it's all animated, 
Oh, like very cool. simplistically drawn, except for some reason, uh, there's an intro to the episode I watched that, that was kind of like puppets, and it was a puppet like slug and a puppet bug. What? And the bug was on strike. <gasps> <gasps> no. <laughs> What the hell? And the, the slug was like, well, are you going to introduce the story? And the bug is like, well, one day I won't. Oh. <laughs> and then he quits. <laughs> wow. I know. This is on YouTube? <laughs> this was on YouTube. Freaky stories. Wow. Because yeah. Canada respects labor organizers. Yeah, I learned yeah. a lot. <laughs> no, oh me, yeah. Meanwhile, God. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Those kids were all around a fire being like, we're just here because we like to work. We're not being paid. <laughs> it's all about capitalism. We're yeah. lucky for the opportunity. <laughs> Oh my, I brought this dirt from home. I paid for it out of pocket. <laughs> oh my God. Freaky stories. That's Freaky so, stories. So what was the, like, I'm guessing if it's opening with puppets, the age, the age group, the demographic it was looking for was like younger kids. Yeah, probably. That's probably why I could handle it. That's I think. so interesting. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm fascinated by the shows that people watched as a kid that either were things that were not supposed to be scary that were very scary mm-hmm. or things that were supposed to be scary that were like uh, tame enough that you could get a minor thrill and feel like oh, you were pushing yeah. the envelope. But in reality, mm-hmm. you weren't going to be kept up at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I also was scared by things that weren't supposed to be scary, which I think is a common what thing. Was, what was one of those for you? I, as a uh, for a long time as a kid, was like, well, I saw a very frightening, very long horror movie as a, as a four-year-old that really messed me up. And then I realized that it was the beginning of Thriller. <laughs> Just that scene Thriller's, seemed like a two-hour oh, wow. movie. Thriller is very scary. It's very scary. It is scary. Yeah. I guess also time, uh, the intro of a music video would be a higher percentage of your total life as a four-year-old. Oh, yeah. Than wow. It that's a good Alex. point. You're so correct. <laughs> when do that's, you get so smart? Ten minutes is three hours. Right. Oh my when, God. You're four. when you're four. When you're four. four. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good t-shirt. That is. Oh, my God. Uh, do you have any what, – what about now? Like, what are the things that still – you're frightened of that you're like, I know I shouldn't be frightened of this. Oh, um, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't, I went through a brief phase where I like was into scary things. Uh-huh. Um, but now I'm back to being scared. So I guess most like movies that are intended to be scary. And right. Yeah. No, that's, I, I think the percentage of me being irrationally afraid is directly in uh, in in proportion to how much of my apartment I can't see at night, like how many corners there oh. are, how many closets. I think I like that. That sort of opens up a whole wide new realm of spooky things. That is scary. Um, Andrew also famously has a plant that looks like a man only at night. <laughs> oh, we just, no. gentle listeners, we just sold it. <gasps> We just Wait, gave it you away. you sold it? Yeah, for $10. <laughs> it? Wait, is it a fake? Uh, it's or... a fake plant. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, we had to get rid of it. It just was too much. It was too much. It looked at night. It looked like a man peeking around the corner. How did you um, come into possession of it? Just an Ikea tree. Oh, we got it right yeah. after we got married. And we felt great about it at the time. And in Brooklyn, we I think it was in the living room, so we just didn't notice it. But in in L.A., it was in such a place that when I was lying from – like looking from my bed out the door, 
which I didn't realize this. Do you sleep with your bedroom door closed? Yes. Yes. See, we do not. Wow. I guess there's nothing in the living room. Well, the ghosts no. get in. The ghosts get in. <laughs> the ghosts will get in. You two are reckless. <laughs> you, your nose is going to be full of ghosts when you sleep. <laughs> get in through your nose. I leave it open a crack for Ladybird to come in if she's in the living oh, room. But yeah. I prefer to have it be closed. Yeah, no, I get I I oh, For whatever reason, I, I've just always slept with my bedroom door open in my adult life like as a kid i kept it closed oh i did the opposite as a kid i had to keep it open because my mom uh i guess didn't trust us (laughs) did you share a bedroom uh no it was just uh um, i had a room my brother had a bigger room but we both had to keep our doors open yeah yeah Yeah, then there i i i grew up with um there was a kid in my class when i was in like like second grade who had no doors (gasps) what the fuck and even, he, on the, even on the parents' bedroom door, I think. No, no door. that's very dark. It was kind yeah, of a very weird. open concept r- house. It was very kind of stylish, and but, but yeah, weird, very strange. Did, did you go over to... I like, don't think I... No, I never slept over there, and I never was there at night. I just remember being there in the day and thinking that it looked like the house of the the horrible people next door in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Like, everything was very, like, new agey and cool. No. Yeah, No Doors is either super, super strict or way, way too not strict. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly it. You're either, like, you're either some weird sect or, yeah, yeah. or it's like, this is for feng shui. It's either zero sex or too much sex. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's scary. That is scary. And And speaking of scary. uh Uh-huh. Uh, and also the fact that we have Ladybird here. Ladybird is here. She's a tiny Chihuahua mix and it from feels the streets. Very natural for us to give Alex um, Sam's new pet from Scary Stories Three: More Tales to Chill Your Bones by Alvin Schwartz, with illustrations by Stephen Gamel. Um, beloved by many. Beloved by many, and respected this- by all. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exciting because we are now uh, we've uh, Anna and I are really getting into some greatest hits. A lot of people have been asking about Sam's new pet. Um, kind of an outlier, or or really, it fits in this very specific genre of scary story that we'll soon see why. Yeah, we'll talk about the genre after the store. Okay, yes. and they're all this uh, small, short. Very short. I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, the lengths do vary, but okay. it's that's that's what you're looking Not at. Not to, you know, shit on the story. Before. <laughs> before you've been, yeah, what if you just come out <laughs> real hard against all this? I ordered a steak. <laughs> okay. Sam's new pet. Sam stayed with his grandmother when his parents went to Mexico for their vacation. We are going to bring you back something nice, his mother told him. It will be a surprise. Already... Zero contractions in this story, which I think is it is. is that oh, right? Yeah, no. We are going to bring you back something. It's wild. I'd be like, "What's wrong with my his mom?" His mother, not his mom. Oh yeah, his mother. mother. Yeah, his mother. Very formal. Do you guys have a mother or a mom? <laughs> I have a mom. <laughs> I have a mom too. I think I have a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have a mother. <laughs> We're business associates. <laughs> Um, Before they came home, Sam's parents looked for something Sam would like. All they could find was a beautiful sombrero. (laughs) (laughs) 
all you could find. <laughs> Fuck off. Also, this was like from the late 80s when you could still like bring as many bags as you want. <laughs> right, which is so funny. Oh. To bring a big straw hat on a plane now, you're just fucked. It's yeah. getting crushed. <laughs> it's getting yeah. crushed. It's getting rolled up and put in a backpack. Yeah, they used to be like, well, we can we can put it on top of the plane like it's the plane's hat. <laughs> Whatever you want. See, that's true. Yeah. And that is fact. Mm-hmm. Wow. I always, as a kid, um, my one of my grandmas always uh, tried to gift me like samurai swords, uh, but I couldn't take it oh. on a plane oh, back home. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways. Oh but what a cool grandma <laughs> yeah. move. As a kid. Yeah. Samurai I don't know if it was technically a samurai sword because we're not Japanese, but. But a sword but itself. A big sword. <laughs> uh, every, every big sword is a samurai sword <laughs> yeah. as far as I'm I concerned. Know. If it's going on a wall, that. Is, yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love to picture a samurai with like his bedroom has samurai swords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. And there's still is a pulp fiction poster. It's like, oh wow. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> okay. It cost too much. But that afternoon, while they were eating their lunch in a park, they decided to buy the sombrero sombrero after all. Sam's father threw what was left of their sandwiches to some stray dogs, and they walked back to the marketplace. They're having such a... First of all, they only found a sombrero. Mm -hmm. They're now having sandwiches. I get the distinct impression that they went to Mexico and they they never left their hotel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, they went to like the one tourist market. They didn't... Investigate it all. Right. Yeah, they, what what kind of sandwiches? Tell I, us. I see, I don't get the sense that it's like a torta. Like, I get the sense they were like, I just want a ham and mayonnaise sandwich. And some poor woman had to be like, I guess I got to go for it. Let's out be how real. They went work. to a subway. Subways <laughs> in every country. I've for sure gone to a subway in another country, like a true piece of turd. Wow. Wait, I didn't know it existed in other every, countries. Now I'm. Not sure if it's true. I am. I have a degenerative <laughs> brain disease called never sleeping. <laughs> um, man. Also, like, I can just picture them driving into Mexico while just waving at like the crossing. <laughs> like, I don't think they just show anything. Oh, yeah. To get yeah. There. No. They. They. Their hotel is actually in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. My parents took me and my brother to Montreal when we were little kids. I may have already told the story in the show before and if so we'll I've put twenty dollars in the Chris Ryan <laughs> memorial fund. But um I my we were driving to Canada, I was like twelve and my parents were in a fight because they forgot our birth certificates, which is what they used to have to show for oh. children going into Canada because kids don't have like oh, right. ID. Get and but it what like wasn't clear if they were gonna check it or not. So they just had us lie down in the back under a blanket. <gasps> And my mom says, we just told you to pretend to be asleep. And I was like, the message we received was hide under a blanket. <laughs> it's so funny that kids don't have IDs. I just think that's they very don't. funny. Yeah. They, <laughs> ID, please, for the play pit. I yeah. Don't... It's like, it's like you just have to take their word for it that they are who they are. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I went on like a, a, like a first or maybe a second Tinder date once where... Uh, she like suggested we go to this museum, but then was like, "Oh, if we say we're seventeen, we can get in for what? free." Oh. and I was like, "We're fully in our twenties." Uh, <laughs> oh my but, god! But there was no like checking for ID because presumably when you're seventeen, you don't have one. Right. Oh, that makes every bit of sense. I'm going to try to do this and they're going to have me shot. (laughs) (laughs) Local writer. Yeah. I'm a senior. Uh, where okay. sandwiches? Yeah. 
Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. One of the animals followed them. It was a small, gray creature with short hair, short legs, and a long tail. Wherever they went, it went. Isn't he cute, Sam's mother said. He must be one of those Mexican hairless dogs. No. <laughs> Sam would love him. He's probably somebody's pet, Sam's father said. They asked several people if they knew who its <laughs> owners were, but no one did. <laughs> They just smiled and shrugged their shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> this will get much funnier once the reveal has happened at the end. Yeah. Okay. Finally, Sam's mother said, maybe he's just a stray. Let's take him home with us. We can give him a good home and Sam will love him. It is against the law to take a pet across the border. Incorrect. <laughs> is that true? That's correct. That's true. You, I mean, you have to do certain things. Things. <laughs> but taking it back from any kind of like Caribbean or Central American or like Mexico is a very straightforward process. Wow. Well, that's not what it says here. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I read Listen, the story. The book is in print. So yeah, I, they must think the people think it's illegal. Right. They're well, still in Arizona. Um, yeah. It's this part's not in quotes, by the way. Oh. Uh, it is against the law to take a pet across the border, but Sam's parents hid the animal in a box and no one saw it. When they got home, they showed it to Sam. <laughs> He's a pretty small dog, said Sam. He's a Mexican dog, his father <laughs> no. said. <laughs> no, Alex, say it, say the voice that the father would have said. Sorry, sorry. He's a Mexican dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting it to be so explanatory. It's so sweet. Sam, you're yeah. stupid. Yeah. Hun. Didn't you know animals are smaller there because of the sun? <laughs> Remember, you left your dinosaur sponge out in the sun and it got smaller. Remember, That's Sam? Mexico. Well, don't do that with the dog. <laughs> uh, his father said, I'm not sure what kind. I think it's called a Mexican hairless. Oh. We'll find out. But he's nice, isn't he? They gave the new pet some dog food. Then they washed it and brushed it and combed its fur. That night, it slept on Sam's bed. When Sam awakened the next morning, his pet was still there. Mother, he called. Mother. That's a mother. <laughs> That's, That's a, mother. a mother. Yeah. Mother, he called. The dog has a cold. The animal's eyes were running and there was something white around its mouth. Later that morning, Sam's mother took it to a veterinarian. Where did you get him? The vet asked. In Mexico, she said. We think he's a Mexican hairless. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. He's not a hairless, the vet said. He's not even a dog. He's a sewer rat. And he has rabies. <laughs> this is not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, the end. Take us through, take yeah, us through your experience end. of this um, as someone who has not read the story before. Well, 
So the picture here in the book is at the very bottom after the reveal. Mm -hmm. Um, Andrew had sent me a link to the story that just had the picture as like the thumbnail. The picture is very scary. (laughs) Very scary picture. Um, Take us through it. It's uh, some kind of creature, uh, perhaps on a leash. There's a string coming out of oh, its yes. back. It's uh, it both looks hairless, but also very hairy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, kind of a mossy. Kind of mossy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, its face. Uh, the the mouth kind of like the teeth and the skull kind of just seem. Uh, a one in the as same one. as yeah. one, kind of a jack o' lantern yes. uh, effect. Uh, the tongue sticking out, very like human like uh, hands and uh, feet, I guess. As a literal, ch- as a, as a child with a very literal literal brain and reading these stories, I was always like, "How did they not know that that was not a dog?" <laughs> <laughs> like I was always like, "What was wrong with them? If the dog looked like that, it's not even a rat. Like that's a monster." It's got like a right. turnip tail. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking turnip tail also. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of Stephen Gamble roots and like tendrils and little holes in it. And it looks like it has barnacles on one part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like a little carrot dinosaur <laughs> zombie. Wow. And Cur- venom. It looks like venom. It does have a very venom quality. This character oh, yeah. is played by, um, oh God, Tom Hardy. Yes. Um, Let's just do a quick side by side between the drawing from this book and Lady Bird. (laughs) And Lady Bird, who is who is a Chihuahua Chihuahua? mix. She has hair, though. Yeah. How much do they look at all the same? I would not be confused by. I would not be confused. I would not confuse Lady Bird for a rat, and I would not confuse a rat for Lady Bird. Very clearly. Thank you. For this, for this thing, the only thing in common. Is sometimes Ladybird does look like that when she chews in a bully stick. That's true. A kind of a, an open mouth, like tongue out look. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. They look like they have very different um, temperaments and moods. <laughs> yeah, that dog. That's not a dog. Just like the they reading this as an adult now. I think as a kid, I was like, "Wow, what exotic parents to go to another country on a vacation." They're so knowledgeable and savvy. And now as hearing this back, I'm like, these are the worst kind of tourists. Right. <laughs> like, how much is the the hat? <laughs> Too expensive. Where's the sandwich? <laughs> I want to go home. Oh, look, honey. It's a dog. It doesn't look like a dog. It's a Mexican dog. Where's its hair? It's a hairless. Yeah. Jeez. This this really is kind of a condemnation of white tourism. Yeah. It's, it's like I'm going somewhere. I'm not even going to give back to the economy, like the tourist economy of the place that I'm visiting. Instead, not I'm even. going to take a stray dog from it. Also, big fans of the people who just smiled and nodded when, and shrugged. Yeah, yeah. And shrugged when oh, they were like, yeah. whose dog is that? Like, imagine like being at. 34th Street Q train stop and waiting for the train and then someone coming up to you and pointing to a rat scurrying and being like, whose dog is that? (laughs) I'd be so happy. I also would smile and shrug. Oh my God. I also would smile and shrug. Whose dog is that? Like panicked. Like, I don't want to look like an adult who likes animals, but I guess this dog likes me. So maybe I'll take it home with me. I guess, yeah, as a stranger, I wouldn't want to ruin that person's reality. (laughs) Like whatever they're, if it's like performance art, if it's like something they're going through, I would, I would probably not. 
I, the, the only thing I can relate to in that is that one time an Australian couple came up to me um, in Midtown and it sounded to me as though they said, fancy a peck? Like oh. that they were asking if I wanted a, a kiss. <laughs> I don't know why that's what I thought they were oh, saying, God. but I was like, <laughs> uh, no thanks. And then I kept walking. And as I passed, I realized that they had said, can you take a pic? Like that they were asking me to take a yeah. picture of them. Oh. And uh, and I felt terrible because also what would my if I was like, can you take a picture of us? And someone was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, oh my I would God. Be like, what a weird reaction. Those people <laughs> broke up immediately. <laughs> They're like, it's us. This is the sign we asked for. <laughs> it's our fault. I also think wh- who is this? Who is this veterinarian who doesn't immediately oh, lead yeah. with that's a rat. You brought I a rat that in here. Too. I was like, this is a lot of like respectability politics of like. <laughs> Hi there. Come on in. Where did you get it? Mm-hmm. Tell me about your son who's now being taken from your house. <laughs> right. The dog, the rat slept in the son's bed. That's the spooky part. They oh. gave him a bath. They put him in the bed. That's the spooky part? Well, so what I stood out the, as... Yeah, what's scary about this? <laughs> what was the iconic part of this? I think it's the, I think it's the, a combination of the picture and that um, the concept of sleeping with a rat with rabies. I think maybe uh. this, this story kind of falls under the category of freaky stories, which is like, I think kids liked this story because it was... It was gross, mm-hmm. yeah. but not scary enough to be traumatizing. And there was maybe a thrill in thinking, like, my parents are dumb. Oh, okay. That's a big part. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting. Yeah. I Yeah, the main, I think the main sort of uh, X factor about the story is the gross out reveal. Uh-huh. Of, yep. Like, this thing you thought was that is this. <laughs> this thing you <laughs> thought was that was this. Oy. And then just that it had rabies. I think rabies was really hot in the late 80s, uh, early 90s. Yeah. Uh, there's this book we use, sometimes use as a resource to like look into the background of these stories uh, called The Vanishing Hitchhiker uh, by Jan Grunvand or Jan mm-hmm. Grunvand. Brunvand, something like that. Oh, anyway. I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. apparently an origin for this story actually is sort of stemmed from a rise in a type of dog called a Chinese crested, I believe. Oh, uh, yes. Which is very Spikes often dog. the type of dog that um, wins like the ugliest dog beauty pageant award. They're peculiar looking dogs in that they are bald, but they have sort of a mohawk of hair. Uh-huh. Um, they're sort of gray and white spotted. And I, yeah, if I recall correctly, uh, yep, there it is. Oh, okay. They're but, really beautiful. Yeah, but I think like because they were so peculiar and singular looking and because they don't have hair, I think maybe sometimes people saw them when their popularity was coming to a rise in the 80s and were like, that's a rat. You know what I mean? Uh, Are they groomed to look like this or they just naturally look like this? That's um, Spike's dogs. We took wolves and we turned them into that. That just I know, makes me laugh. So many different kinds of wolves. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a newer dog. This is Spike's dog, Spider Man. Oh, he's so sweet. He got furry tail, but he has to wear a little fleece outfit to keep his body warm because it's skin. Oh my god, his body is skin. His body is skin, like yeah, us, like, like us. us. Even our body is skin. I know. Um, who would be cast in this as the parents? Hmm. I picture the mother being. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> wow. I can definitely see that. I know. These parents are so dense. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not smart people. 
I keep thinking, and this is but not to say that she's not smart, but I keep thinking of um, what's her name from Queen of Versailles, like just someone who's oh, like Jackie. Yeah, just someone who's like yeah. very directly like, I came here for this. This thing is cute. I'll take it back to my child who will like it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh man, her doing Christmas shopping on a budget. Yeah, that so. I think that's what made me think of that. Um, I could see a, also a, like a Liv Tyler type, <gasps> maybe. Oh, wow. that's a, a placid, great direction for this. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff happens to her. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And that's then, true. You, She's stuck in circumstances. Can't you just see her face when the doctor's like, this is a rat and it has rabies? Like oh. just the sharp intake of like, <gasps> oh. <laughs> okay, Alex, now you do your Liv Tyler sound. Okay. <gasps> okay, I'll do mine. Oh. <laughs> okay, cool. Lady Bird, you do yours. No, she's asleep. She's asleep. Oh. oh no, she's looking. Okay. Um, and then for the and then for the father, they do subscribe to the rule of threes in this, which I appreciate. Where they say like, I think it's a Mexican hairless. I think it's a Mexican hairless. I think, which is great. Mm. It's a Mexican dog. Yeah, yeah, I would say the dad feels um, very firmly in the world of uh, uh, the dad from Modern Family, Ty. Oh, Burrell. Ty Burrell. Oh, yeah. It does feel extremely 90s. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe even um, Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Yes. Just sort of, again, more firmly set it in that 90s space. I can see. Hold on. Let me think. This is good. There's a lot of good options for this man. Yeah. Sorry to this I man, think a but Brendan Fraser, maybe. Oh yeah, always, uh, always, king oh, of my yeah. heart, the always king of Versailles for me. Actually, now I can't see anyone else. Yeah, like someone who thinks of himself as a serious man, but is not mm-hmm. in yeah. movies. It's a Mexican dog. It's a Mexican dog, son. You're so stupid. Thank <laughs> God you have me, a smart dad, to work and bring you steak. I was about to do my impression of Brendan Fraser, but then I realized it's just my impression of Fred from Scooby Doo too. It's sort of an open like this. <laughs> That's so good, Andrew. I guess if this took place in like the 2010s, it could be John Hamm. Uh huh. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Yeah, hot, hot, dopey, hot, dopey dad. Hot, Hot dopey dad. And then maybe like an Elizabeth Moss as the mom. Mm. Yeah, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Reunite them. Yes, (laughs) I know. I also I have to say the earnestness of the mother and the sort of like we're doing a good thing of the mother. I'd say this feels like a Jamila Jamil. (gasps) Oh, we have cast a lot. Yeah, yeah. She's very she she fits in this world very well. I'm also going to say the doctor is Alfre Woodard. Because oh. I think I think yeah. someone who's sort of like or Angela like or Angela Bassett like someone who like has a slow withering stare as they're like I think it's Mexican <laughs> yeah. hairless and who's like, like it's not even a dog, you know? Yeah, <laughs> who's like now talk me through your process? Yeah, a slow blink, maybe eyes closed, nodding, and then taking mm-hmm. the glasses off. Mm-hmm. It's a rat, and it has rabies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I also I sort of pictured it as like a. A John Mulaney, weirdly. Oh, yeah. Instantly, oh, like that's someone good. who with a, has a lot of irony in their normal voice. <laughs> talk to me. I was just laughing about, because I, I was about to say for the dog, again, either Tom Hardy um, <laughs> or Andy Serkis, but we. <laughs> yeah, Andy Serkis, the, the king. We had the idea of a movie in which someone was opposite 
uh, Andy Circus, where instead an animal played Andy Circus. Yeah, they put a mocap suit on an animal yeah. to put it into a computer to make it look like a person. But an animal <laughs> whose um, anatomy does not match a human, so like an owl's. So it's just like <laughs> an Andy Circus with huge long arms that kind of hops along. His head goes all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Andy Circus. Go to hell. <laughs> Oh, if he listens and he's like, oh, no, what, what, what did could, I do wrong? I have a thing where I assume no one listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. It's not. Some people do. Some people do. Right. I've seen the Excel spreadsheet. We sell ad space. So, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> um, Wait, this the scary factor of this book, of this story really comes down to when you think you're smart and you're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You think you're doing a nice thing for someone Mm -hmm. and then it isn't a nice thing. And that, I think, is one of my biggest nightmares. It goes against every bone in my body to correct anyone or to speak up and be like, well, did you? And every time I do, I am absolutely in the wrong. There's some crucial piece of information I did not know. Or anytime I'm like, oh, goodbye. Have a good night. And it's like, oh, I guess they didn't hear me. And then it's like, they're furious with you. <laughs> like I don't maybe that's a stretch, but that's kind of what this story <laughs> Yes. No, it does. Like. It very much Where it's like, oh, I thought there was this. You're so fucking wrong. <laughs> Do you think any of the three, Sam or his two parents, like had an inkling of like, uh, the other people are for sure wrong, but I shouldn't say anything? I, I think, wonder. I think the parents were like, isn't this such a sad situation that these dogs don't have anyone? Oh, these dogs are all we'll suffering and all the people yeah. can do is smile and shrug. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's so the situation is so wrong and mm-hmm. we're doing the right thing. OK, so everyone fully believes that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. I'm I'm also kind of charmed by the son that he's not fully on board with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> like his parents yeah. are giving him an animal. I think that's something I relate to, too, as a kid where I remember going to get um, a shot at the doctor's office when I was very little. And the doctor was like. Actually, I think maybe we won't give you a shot today. He was like, instead, I want you to look at this poster of Peter Pan. And it was like a poster of Neverland. And I remember being no. like, what? Like, <laughs> why did I get brought to the doctor to to look at a poster of Peter Pan? And I remember looking once and being like, this doesn't feel right. And I looked back and he was coming at me with a shot. <gasps> and uh, I was – I, I, honestly, if he had just said, like, we're going to give you a shot, I would have yeah. been okay. But instead, I felt like I was being tricked and maybe institutional. I, I didn't know what being institutionalized was at that point in time. But I I'm think I, Rosemary Kennedy. <laughs> I think I, I think from my basic understanding of Return to Oz, I was sort of like they can put you they can put you away in a white room because you misbehaved or because you didn't want to get a shot. Yeah, like that was oh, my understanding. Oh no, Andrew! And that's what can, he, like to be given a rat with rabies as a kid and to have your parents in, in, in all earnestness be like, "Here's your dog. We got you from Mexico." Like, there's something scary about that as a kid being like, I guess the world is crazy or my parents are. Yeah. Well, that is scary. Yeah. He slept. They bathed it. They bathed it. They combed it. Oh. How do you comb a hair a hairless? That's a good point. <laughs> like an idiot. I, I imagine it would not feel good to, like, for the dog to feel a comb just go along its no, oh, it does mention and combed its fur. Hmm. The first time we would do puppies first groomings at the dog groomer and the first time they got brushed was always really hard because puppy fur is really soft and it knots very quickly. Oh. And they'd be so thrilled to be at the groomer and like wagging and licking <sighs> and stuff. And then you'd put the comb through just a little bit of the knot and they'd scream Aww. because they never felt pain. 
Oh, oh. Anyway, um, oh, no. no, wait, no, right. I, and we're all saying no, and that ladybird's upset. Oh. <laughs> oh, her paw went up. Oh, that's a lick. hearing her oh, hearing her lick in the microphone is so funny. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Alex, thank you for that gorgeous reading of the story. Oh, thank you for having me read it. I feel a little more part of the culture now. <laughs> do you have the urge to read more of these stories now? I think I do. It's not as scary as I thought it would be. Yeah, it's mostly. <laughs> and this is the thing. I think I think adults coming to it now, it is like them being like, well, these are disturbing illustrations. You know? Yeah. Wait, yeah. I had one thought. I want to know. I've never thought until right now. What did they do after they found out? Oh yeah. They all just stopped existing. <laughs> the so world abrupt. turned to white but nothing. I think I always pictured that they got rid of it, but what if they just kept They were oh, like, well, well, we well now we know. They now were like, we well, know what can you it. do? Well, did you give them a bath? <laughs> I, well, here's yes. something. Okay. Okay, then rabies is fine. Here's something that occurs to me in this. Okay. What a chill animal with rabies. Yeah. Like it it was it oh, let yeah. itself be in a box and it was like behaving well enough it slept in a bed it was it bathed. received a bath if you're bathed an animal <laughs> they think they're dying and when, to bathe an animal who has rabies i've only seen one animal with rabies and you've it was seen crazy. one crazy oh, wait wow. andrew that's so what was it yeah i saw a i saw a dog it was from a distance but i saw a dog with rabies from a distance <gasps> no, that's and they just it it, it it's very bizarre. It's not. I think I you you would look at an animal. I, I don't know. I'm not an expert. My experience as a kid was looking at it. I was like, something is very. I innately knew like I have to get away from this animal. Like I didn't see. I wasn't close enough to see its mouth foaming or anything. But like I was like, I just have to get inside and away from this animal because it's uh, it's like moving in a way that is very strange. Not like sick. Like just in a way that was like bizarre and what a scary disease that is it's there's a radio lab episode about rabies that will take a year off your life oh wow yeah. that where they if you get rabies there's like a 95 percent chance like once you have any symptoms you will die from it <gasps> like oh it God. is an extremely fatal disease yeah. for human i don't know what it's like for animals but if you get it you're gonna die and it's like rage disease yeah um, oh, does it like change your personality? Yes, it, it it's just aggression. It's wow. yeah. So that and that's how the virus trans uh, replicates right. itself or like spreads to other people is through biting. Oh, oh my god! Or not people, but like that's what the it wants you to bite, which is why it makes you angry. I know. It's so crazy wow. that viruses are so smart. I know that how do they know how to do that? Oh. It's also like I've been thinking about this like <laughs> people sneezing and coughing too. Like I am stunned at the amount of adult human beings who like don't know when you sneeze or cough to not just like ah yeah like like out into the world. Mm -hmm. And then part of me is like, is that the virus? Like, does the virus make you less likely to do oh, that? Oh wow, like, you're very forgiving of those people. Maybe I, yeah, or they're just I don't know. or they're just thoughtless. <laughs> maybe it's the virus. I just since I was four years old have been sleeping sneezing down into my cleavage and yeah. I, I think that that is maybe Since disgusting you were four. <laughs> I was just a full on rat <laughs> I'm a little X-Files tomboy I also do that and people are like and people are like why would you do that why would you sneeze into your shirt well it's like well I'm thinking about you like I, I know that it's I know that it is it doesn't feel as good for me but also yeah. if I sneeze even into my elbow then it's like then there's just like wet mm -hmm. gross on the outside it's of my not shirt good my little brother always like stops himself. You just hear a little like, <gasps> and, and oh, and like 
my mom was like, you have to stop doing yeah. that. But he still does it as like wow. an adult. That I, is I'll let it out if it's normal time, but I've. I think it's an important skill to know how to stifle your sneezes and coughs oh. and stuff. Yeah. And just any sounds. Uh, people who can't do that, That's the I find to be you. children. I know. Yeah. Well, whenever someone like be at like a, a table read and like a sketch will be doing okay and someone will openly sneeze with no uh. desire or wish to <laughs> reduce the sound of it at all. And I'll be like, you didn't get hit ever. <laughs> Not even one time. <laughs> so I instantly see your child. <laughs> you had a mom, not a mother. You had a mom, that's a thing. Oh my God, it's all there. Yeah, that that is, that's exactly it. I, I remember as a kid being in church and if someone coughed, my dad would kind of roll his eyes like (laughs) like someone can't just let mucus build up in their lungs and have it become worse. I remember being at my friend's bar mitzvah and my brother saying to me, like I had a cough and he was like, well, you just can't cough at all during the whole ceremony. It would be hugely disrespectful to Ben. And I was like, oh, okay." And I remember going through and truly being like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) and then after the ceremony, going into the bathroom, being like, Oh, and it just—it <laughs> just was like the worst thing imaginable to come out of your mouth. No, poor boy. Poor boy. <laughs> and, and producer Emma who's here is coughing, and she's been leaving the room to cough. I, what That's a pro! Sweet. Even heard a single one. What a pro! She does not have coronavirus. She doesn't. Yeah, and if she does, that's fine. And that's, we all do. It's, it's so cool. all okay. It's fine. Everything we all do. We'll check back in. The podcast goes up tomorrow, and yeah. everything is absolutely in hell. <laughs> all three of us died tonight. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. I said Corona take me. I think there should be a list where you can sign up for it, like donating blood. I'd volunteer to get it. I oh, yeah. see. Yeah, I don't want it. I know for especially for immunocompromised people yeah. and elderly people, like the, it's a very serious thing. And I don't mean to make light of it in that way. There's a part of me. <laughs> I don't know why. Like as soon as things started going a little crazy. I went on Amazon Prime and I ordered like a bunch of frozen food that in my head I was like, this will last a long time. But then I realized, like, I got four bags of frozen raspberries. What? I'm like, what am I thinking I'm going to do? Like, in my head, I was like, this is all, like, I'm going to need vitamin C and fruit. And I'm like, what? But just frozen raspberries? Oh, my God. That's so funny. Anytime I spend $100 to stock my entire life, it's like one dried mango in a bag? (laughs) In a loose bag? (laughs) This happened. Yeah. It's always also like refilling a pantry. Like then suddenly it's like, oh, good. I have brown rice and cumin and that's it. Yeah. How did this happen? Have you done any Corona stocking, Alex? Um, Not really. I bought a a little thing of Purell like a month ago and just. That's smart. That's good. Yeah. But they're all gone now in the stores. Chris tried to make his own Purell. He found a recipe on Reddit (laughs) and um, he took a picture. It is it is astounding what happened. Wow. He made like a little jellyfish. It, yeah, it, it really just like what just happened is they're like mix out rubbing alcohol with aloe, mm-hmm. and it will make it will make hand sanitizer. And right. instead, it turned the whole thing into a liquid, except for one blob that just looks like <laughs> semen in a jar of water. That's what it looked like. And yeah. it is, Chris. If you could. When Chris is disappointed in an experiment not working, there's a very like, oh, like he, he has a very like, <laughs> he has oh. a very like drawing of a sad boy. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, like he's, it's sort of, um, 
a, a, a deeper register kind of pheromone uh, grown. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, apparently that doesn't work. Although they say soap and water is the most effective use. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I've been doing. I've just been hand washing a lot. I've been singing happy birthday. Oh, my. Like a full it's been on my birthday serial <laughs> killer. A hundred times a day. Oh, yeah. Do you sing it to yourself? Or yes. Do you, I sing my own name. Standing yeah. in, a, in my dark bathroom, washing my hands, singing happy birthday to myself <laughs> twice. That is that would be a very. Oh, fuck. That's a funny, like, Happy horror movie, birthday. like, oh, outbreak wow. thing of, like, you. Yeah. the president needs to know about this. We have to tell him. <laughs> the monkeys, they got out of the lab. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it fades out as the trailer for the movie ends. Yeah. It's just, like, the, the lonely that. voice. I bought, I bought soap, and I, uh, I purchased more dog food. Good. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, you know. And I got groceries, but. People, what's funny is the thing that has also sold out is toilet paper, which I think is so uh, funny. Yeah. People being like, I mean, listen, I, about- if I'm going to live in a post-apocalyptic world, I want to have a clean ass. What about like- my dumb butthole? <laughs> <laughs> which oh I get. God. And then I was also one of those people who was like, I got to get some of this. I know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen to us. I don't know. Alex, do you have anything to promote besides rats and sandwiches and hats um i i thought we were gonna tell stories oh, oh, right. yes, yes, oh yes, yes yes not to be like i no, heard no, there's this no. other segment we'll uh, <laughs> yeah we'll do it. Okay, cool. um or no i could just so plug. okay so that's so coronavirus is sort of the macro spooky thing that happened to everybody this week uh in the world uh but alex what's something spooky that happened in your life this week um i I went to see Sleep No More for the third time. <gasps> for the third time in my I life, it's still on. Like, yeah, it is still on. Wow, um, it really feels like, uh, you know, I've grown up alongside <laughs> Sleep. No oh more. my god! <laughs> you know, the first time I went, oh, I, uh, I went with a, a boyfriend. If you can oh, believe it. Then, yeah, what a what a journey. Yeah, I uh, sleep no more. Sleep no more <laughs> <laughs> with men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sleep No More With Men is your stand-up show or solo show. God. Um, it's you in a big blazer. <laughs> I like for part of that first time, I just locked myself in a padded room in the <gasps> mental uh, hospital floor and just sat down <laughs> to avoid. A little break. Yeah, just a little, a little break from what heterosexuality. Did you what did you do this time? This time I went with a friend who had uh, discounted tickets because her friend was in the cast. Uh. And then we got uh, drunk and a little bit high. Hey. Uh, and I had the time of my life. But then the spooky part came after when, um, so her friend like got out a character and had a drink with us at the bar and then and then was like, oh, I'll leave you two to catching up. And my friend goes to hug her friend and then I go to hug her too. And then she's like, Oh, normally I, I don't hesitate with hugging. It's just, you know, with coronavirus. Oh. And I was like, oh. But she hugged her friend? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh. And granted, I am a stranger, but I am also an Asian stranger. Oh, so my who God. Knows? Uh, <laughs> fuck. I don't know. But she did a really good job in the show. No, she didn't. <laughs> no. She did bad. She, She's hacked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That. Uh, I have <laughs> truly zero patience for that whatsoever. It could have been. It could could have been anything. I don't know. No, <laughs> no you uh, don't. No, it's hugging. It's not. Also, it's hugging. Yeah, I don't. It's also like 
It's also weird because it's like sleep no more in it of itself. You're like so close and breathing on. You're people. in every it's immersive like theater. I I, yeah, I don't know. I, it, I it's fine. Everyone can everyone can set their own uh, boundaries, and that's all fine. I think sometimes though. When it's like when you're jammed up against people in the subway, like it's not gonna matter that you hug your friend or hug so, a friend, hug a friend of a friend. I don't know. Wash a your friend, hands. A friend is not a surface. Yeah. A table, a doorknob, a phone. <laughs> a friend is not unless, a surface. Unless you are worried that as you hug on the way into the hug, the person is going to open mouth cough into your mouth, then. Which I, the only friends who do that are babies. That's true. <laughs> babies love it. Babies love coughing directly into your mouth. Yes. But, but being like, I love you so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right in. Man. Uh, well, look. Anna, what's your spooky thing that happened this week? Oh, this. It was more of an insane thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> I was standing at work. I had just spoken to a famous political <gasps> yes. ca- presidential candidate. <laughs> And was standing near a trash, a big trash can waiting, just very stressed out um, and was just waiting for something to happen. And uh, there was a bird in another sketch. There was a cockatoo and the, <laughs> sorry, the bird's wife, uh, <laughs> the woman who uh, was in charge of the bird, was walking around with the bird on her arm <laughs> She was there at eight in the morning. She stayed till two a.m. Like I've never, I was. She was there all week long. Wow, this bird on her arm and a standing trash can, and this cockatoo who looked. It was making like Matt Rogers in a kooky headshot face yeah. all day. Like hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> she came over with the cockatoo on her arm and held the back of it over the trash can and said, "Toilet." <gasps> toilet, 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 no, toilet, toilet, oh, toilet, no, my God. And I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> and then my friend who's in charge of casting the animals, I said that bird was a star. And she said, anytime his handler would walk away, he would scream for her. He would scream her name. Oh no. Barbara! No! <laughs> that, was, that, was, that is very Barbara! scary. No. Barbara! <laughs> no. <laughs> Until she returned. Oh, Which I'm like, God. you married that bird. You can't ever you leave it. Wow. Bring the bird, bird with you to the bathroom. What do you need? I guess if you go to like a food place or somewhere, you can't bring a bird. Barbara. Uh, Barbara. Barbara. <laughs> oh, my God, Anna. That's a really good one. It really made. They did a wonderful job. Barbara's wonderful. Highly recommend. <laughs> Mine's very brief. Um, I have a pair of like sleeping shorts and the they're just old and the elastic band has gone down. I was staying with Chris's folks for a few nights. Um, oh, we had no. a really great time. Oh, uh, no. But I I've just realized that sometimes when I sleep with these shorts on, I have a habit of when I sleep, I like shimmy up. And um, <laughs> over the course of the night, 
my shorts had got, I had shimmied up and my shorts just were down and my ass was, my whole ass was out. And, and you famously sleep with the what? Door, door open. open. Ah! Well, so, so at their place, I don't, but at some point, I guess in the night, I like, I went to the restroom or something and came back and I guess I left the door open a crack enough that when I woke up, both of Chris's parents were awake. I was full ass out with the cover off. And then I was like, was it wide enough for them to walk by the door and be like, oh, our son-in-law's ass is just out and I saw it. And how can we ever recover from this? Oh, no. So I don't this know. They've, part of they've it. kept it very chill. Um, I worry that now they'll vote for Trump. <laughs> um, like, we no. we oh, gave you a chance. There is a gay butt. <laughs> it's Trump, baby. What if the gay butt makes them vote for Bernie? That's true. What, what they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> Build a shorts. Build a shorts. Vermont. Um, God, yeah. So that was my true. spooky thing. Uh, Alex, what what's coming up? What can we see you in? What can we see your work in? Uh, I uh, I wrote on a show called It's Personal with Amy Hoggart. That's Who's Oh my so god, you wrote funny. on that show? Yeah. Wait, this is really the nice. the the comedy super fan or just someone who has good taste likes this show. Oh, oh. that's in general true. Yeah, that's high praise. If you want to have good taste, it's the new Colbert Report. Yeah. Oh my god, it's Anna. Gonna be great. It's going to be great. Oh, my God. That's Andrew, so exciting. That's so nice of you. So um, it's going to be on. It's on True TV Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Amazing. Also available on the website and the app. Woo. Woo. Oh, my God. Amy Hoggart is so funny. So, so very funny. funny. It's all like man on the street or like remote interview stuff. Like it's all the like what Sam B used to do in the daily show. And she is just born to do this. Her whole vibe is hilarious. And your sensibility is so good for her show. I'm (laughs) so excited to see it. People watch this show. Watch out. And Alex, you've been just the loveliest and so incredibly funny. This has been been so fun. Thank you so much for making time to come here. (laughs) It is. And gosh, you're going to get your own damn podcast with that incredible podcast voice. Oh, well. But we do have just one sweet thing to ask you. Okay. Get Get out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.